All right, let's let's get into. Uh, we have a a, a new uh, offering, Treasure Time, and so this is a wonderful week because uh, Ray. Uh, no, no, let's go. Uh, James talked about time don't stop, right? And then Ray said, uh, "It's never too late." Nouns the time, right? So interesting. Yeah, none of us coordinated together. Actually, Ray wasn't even pl- uh, scheduled to teach. He got called in because somebody wasn't feeling well, so he, he filled in that slot for them. And look at that, you know, uh, he did a powerful job. Don't you think, the people that came out or was watching online? Yeah, did a powerful job. All right, so, so again, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just give, set us up with a little prelude here. Um, like, like, as I've grown in the body, as we're all growing in the body, we start to get to know ourselves. And... And sometimes, uh, uh, I know Ms. Lamar yesterday was talking about how when he was young, he would do things, he would have achievements, he would get awards, but when he get the awards and he bring the awards home, uh, he didn't say this, and this might not be the best thing to say, but I'm going to say it this way. It's almost like the parents was hating, you know, like, uh, oh, you, you just trying to show off. So then he backed off, right? And the thing is, uh, uh, we... We, this is going to connect to what we talked about the last three weeks, a different spirit. And basically had a different spirit. And so, so he, backed, he backed off, so he backed off to want to be behind the scenes. So, so then he put himself in a position where he was blurting out who he was, but not in a proper timing. You see what I'm saying? So if, you're, if, you're, if, if, if somebody's growing you, the thing, that, the thing about growing, uh, growing your gifts and your abilities is, uh, they're dispersed at the proper time. Yes. See, what frustrates us is we know there's something in us, right? And, 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 and sometimes you see people around you like, well, okay, well, wait a minute. How are they even on that platform? But you're not supposed to be looking around. You're supposed to be looking from within. And, and that way you're going to stay on your pace for your timing. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Amen. You got to stay on your pace for what? Your timing. Yes. So the tutors and governors we talked about in spiritual authority class yesterday uh, what they do is they equip you to know the times, to see the times, to embrace the times, to maximize the times, utilize the times so you could be uh, on time, right? Right, and so, so, so I, I was sharing this with them in class. Again, this is what I've discovered. This is what was spoken in my life uh, by someone, a man of God I was submit, su- submitted under. And actually how it happened, you ever are in situations where you see stuff and you share what you see? And people have a negative reaction to it. Almost like, uh, remember we did the message on Luke, uh, um, uh, the elephant in the room, right? Loopholes, it was loopholes. But, but we were talking about there's elephants in the room, right? And so you ever like show up, now you don't know you weren't supposed to say nothing about the elephants in the room because you knew, right? You haven't been trained to be blind yet. Sometimes you, you can get married to a new family and you come in and you start talking about, hey, what about those elephants over there? And everybody looking at you. But, but you don't know because you weren't trained for years to pretend. Come on. Right? Right. And so, so I, I told you I grew up with foster parents for 17 years. Well, not 17 years. Up until I was 17. Don't really know somewhere between one, two, and three is when I came to the family. Well, I'm not born in that family, Right? So I got a lot of heat because I talk about the pink elephants. 
You know what I'm saying? I was like, so what about that over there? You asked too much questions. Yeah, but, but you're, asking, you're saying I'm asking too many questions, but just earlier today, somebody else asked you a question and you answered their question. So how are my questions too much? I only gave you one. You got a smart mouth, don't you? Because I'm a kid. When I first meet my dad, I'm, I'm 14. Right, I'm 14. Uh, be patient with me. I'm just setting the stage for what we're going to talk about. I'm 14, 14 years old, and... Um, we go to visit this house, so we, we're walking across the street, so my, him and my brother are walking in front, I'm walking behind. So while they were talking, they were talking about a problem. Well, as soon as they started talking about the problem, the answer came up. I'm 14. All right, so my, if I'm 14, my brother's 19. I don't know how old my dad was. He could have been 50 or something. But so I just said, hey, why don't y'all do this? My dad turned around and said, you got a smart mouth, don't you? And I looked, I was, I was saying to myself, you know, smart mouth, you didn't even try it. Like, you know, that was the solution, you know. So why is it a smart mouth? So now I'm confused. So now I'm not supposed to say what I see, and I'm not supposed to help now, right? And so, so as, I, as I, I notice as I start growing in life, in the wrong environments, uh, so one person said, uh, you know, we's growing up, I ain't like you. Now, we're supposed to be best friends, if you're watching this. It's, it's a true statement. She said, I said this that day, so this is everything I'm telling you. I, we, I said to him, I said, huh? He said, yeah, because you thought you knew everything. I said, dial it back. If you dial it back, I only talked about what I knew. Why am I talking about stuff I don't know about? Y'all talking about everything. I'm talking about the only thing. But you, you're not paying me any attention. You're not listening to me, right? So, so you're not even, like, you're just bothered that I figured it out, right? All right, so now, so I'm traveling through life, and then, oh, obviously, I'm not going to get into the whole story, but I accept Christ. And as I started growing, even in church, I was at a church for 18 years before we moved out here, uh, me and my wife by ourselves with $1,625, right? And so as I'm growing in the church, same thing. Like, I see stuff. Hey, so what about this over here? So now we have a person that was a little off as a uh, leader. I'll just say leader. And so everybody's talking about the leader. I'm not that guy. Let's, let's, let's put it out here, right? You know, let's, let's expose it. What's not exposed? Can't be helped. Can't be helped, right. All right, so, so we're in a meeting. The pastor comes in. I'm like, hey, hey, so this is what we were talking about before you came. And he snapped. So what do you want to know, Keith? Probably not to that tone. That's probably a little jersey I added in. But it still was a, for, for, put it this way, it probably magnified because this is a pastor that I reverence. And so when he said that, I said, I don't want to know nothing. Now, I'm going to tell you what I was thinking behind the scenes. I said, I don't want to know nothing because the next thing I'm going to say is going to be striving. I'm not striving with a pastor. So I don't want to know nothing. And so, and then I was tripping like, y'all going to say something? We was having all this conversation. But I was the guinea pig. We'll see how he responds to him. If it's favorable, we'll jump in. That wasn't favorable, so, hey, bro, you on your own. So, but I'm feeling some kind of way. Transparently, Pastor Mel talked about emotions in the 915. I'm feeling some kind of way. Like, I'm really like, are we serious right now? One, I'm feeling some kind of way because Raylan, they kind of forgot about me. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of left me out there to dry. Two, you snapped without asking me questions, right? 
So I go back to my office feeling some kind of way, but I don't think I'm the guy that people wanted to feel some kind of way because I'm helping everybody, right? So the pastor comes to my office. He says, uh, you, you okay? I said, I said, I'm fine. I said, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to strive with a pastor. So I'm not striving with you. So I was offering something I thought could help. Fine, I'm good. He says, nah. He says, I understand. He said, Keith, you're a seer. I said, excuse me? He said, you're a seer. You can't sit still without the truth coming out. And so, so, so as, you, as you're rolling with me, don't take it personal. It's hard. It's hard for me. If, you, if you're hustling, it's hard because I got to tell you the truth. If, you, if you're not being honest with yourself, it's hard because I got to tell you the truth. If you're getting offended to deflect the correction or the direction, as, as uh, Taylor was talking about, or who, who, who mentioned the discrediting? That was uh, Tiana, right? Uh, what did she say? You discredit the... Where's she at? Oh, okay. Why are you hiding? What did you say? What did you call it? What, what's the statement you made? You don't remember the statement? It was the Holy Ghost? Yeah, that's what I say. So you could just say, I don't remember it was the Holy Ghost. But it was some level of like you, dis- you, you discredit the... The rebuke. We dis okay. Say it again. Yeah. So we discredit rebuke because we're uncomfortable with what we're show, right? And and so, um. And, and the reason why, because sometimes it's in direct battle with the lie, your stubbornness is protected. When that truth comes out, it attacks the lie, your stubbornness is protected. Right? And, and, and so the reason why this is going to be important because throughout the Bible, throughout culture, throughout our lives, it's been cheating us on meeting appointments, proper timing. See, because that truth was supposed to be the key to set you free so you could see timing. But stubbornness cloaked it or had, or had it. Um, uh, uh, we, was, uh, we have a Bible study fellowship in the morning. That's what Tanya was referencing when she said sometimes she want to hit the snooze button, you know. Uh, so I was going to crack a joke, but I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go on this one, okay? I'm always getting on you. This time I'll let you go because you got family here. You know what I'm saying? So I'll get you later when everybody's not listening. All right, so, uh, but at 6 to 8 a.m., uh, it's after our prayer call, which Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 a.m., we have corporate prayer. And then we have 6 to 8 a.m., we have Bible study fellowship. We're just walking through the Word. Um, and so on Fridays, we have what we call free flow Friday. So whoever's leading, they just could flow the way they want to. So, so uh, Karen, which happens to be my cousin, uh, I love her to, de- to, to life. Uh, and so Karen asked a question, uh, asked us, do we feel we're committed to God? Or, what, or wait a minute, with Trina. Trina, totally committed to God, right? All right. Trina came back in and said, she used to... She used the word totally committed to God. Now, when she first asked the question, the call was quiet. Wasn't a whole lot of people going, oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't nobody, a whole lot of people jumping in because she, she, she got them. She hit them. See, 
It was a timing thing. See, God needed that question asked at that particular time. Now, eventually we got into discussion because some of us pulled people into discussion. But we got into discussion and we started to talk through it. Um, and so what we're going to find out today is, is sometimes we're not committed. And, and uh, okay, somebody this week shared how it's not that um, procrastinating. Hold on, don't tell me yet. I'm not that I'm procrastinating. Uh, I'm not prioritizing. Was that it? All right, listen, first of all, this is, how, this is what I deal with as a family here, because we're all a family. So I said it wrong, right? Obviously, I said it wrong. Some of y'all was like, nah, was it, well, that wasn't exactly it. Venetia's over there going, that ain't it. <laughs> no, that's exactly what you did. Involuntary behavior, you didn't see your face. She was like, see, before she, she don't even realize she did it. Well, she was like, come on, bro, let me get you together. So, 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 so what is the quote? We're not procrastinators. It hasn't become a priority. Right? Now, things we prioritize are the things we value. You know how sometimes we say we can't come to church, but we're at the recital? And we're at every recital? We're at every game? How does that happen? How come the, 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 the people within the recitals and the games and, and the business or the job, how come they don't go... Man, we can't rely on you. But it happens, it happens with the church, okay? It's a, like, we good, right? We family, right? We, the truth, right? I told you, the truth guy, right? Right? You said it's at the same time? What's at the same time? So what's the priority? Okay, for you. All right, with no little kids right now. Okay, all right. So that, it's going over real well. Y'all need to be here. Yeah. Easy choice for you. <laughs> Your children's grown. Okay. All right. You know, come on, see. See, that's what you get for jumping in the sermon. So anyway, <laughs> see, that's what happens, right? Make yourself an easy target. All right, so this thing about priority, Stella, means that we value what we're doing. So we value our time and we're allotting our time for what we deem as valuable, right? Does that make sense? All right, so let's, 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 let's walk through this here. You know, basically, we're treasuring our time, all right? But let's, let's, let's go to Ephesians 5. Let's go through Ephesians 5. You know, we're going to get some answers if... Now, now, now don't... Sometimes when you come to church, you hear stuff that you're not doing, right? When you hear stuff that you're not doing, offer to God that I, I desire to do this, right? If you, hear, if you hear something that seems insurmountable, set it as a target and say, Lord, this is what I need you to help me with, right? So don't run from it because you don't think it's in your ability to achieve it, right? Uh, now, I'm going to speak with a level of confidence and expectation, but that's my job. You have to operate in a level of wisdom, understanding, and yielding to the Holy Spirit when you receive it. All right, so, so there's things that you'll set targets. There's things that you'll step up. There's things that you'll actually change, okay? Everybody's going to be in different categories, okay? So Ephesians 5.16 says this. It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. 
Now, normally when we see the word evil, we think about uh, somebody shot somebody or murdered somebody, and those things are evil too. But it's evil when the days are being spent outside of God's will. See, the days are evil, meaning the days will keep operating in time independent of purpose. It's our job to grab that time and utilize it for purpose. You see the difference? Right? So it says redeem the time. Buy back the time because time don't stop, as Ray, Ray said, right? It says so buy back the time. It says maximize your moments. Time is moving. I got to recognize my moment and I got to treasure my time in that moment as opposed to like just letting time pass us by, right? Which some of us have done, right? So we have to buy back time. Because it is sin and disobedience, because in sin and disobedience, we lose time or we waste time. Why? Because when we get into sin, we get clouded. We get into lust and different things like that. We get clouded. We've all gotten to lust, so we equal playing field here, okay? Right? So, but each time we go, we go blind. We have blind spots, we go clouded. Some of the people that's diligent right now and wasn't maybe last year are going, man, I wasted a lot of time. I could have been doing this already. How much further I would be along if I was handling this already? You talked about that in terms of your career, right? You was like, how much further would I have been along if I would have embraced this stuff sooner, yeah. right? If I would have got a 3.0 in high school. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have had to go through the hurdles for playing college basketball, right? Right? So, so when we're in sin, and that's why the adversary is... is Seeking whom we may devour. Trina uh, was talking yesterday, and she said, um, uh, John 3.16, you read, uh, was it the easy read? Let me see if I can find that real quick. John 3.16. Didn't Trina do a wonderful job also? Amen. Trina packing. Because she spent a lot of time with the Word. Yes. Right? So she loses herself in the Word so we don't get to see her no more. We get to see Christ. Yes. Some of us should jump on that. All right? All right, so uh, verse 16. I says, yes, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him this, this is big for us. Would not be what? Lost, but have eternal life. And it's interesting how it, it, it played, it, it paralleled, if you don't have eternal life, you're, life, you're lost, right? Look, look, verse 17. God sent his son into the world. He did not send him to judge the world guilty, but to save the world through him. Right? Now, why, why, see, see, this is the thing. Who's judged here? People are judged for not embracing the light. Amen. Who's embracing the light? It says it came into his own and he, re he received them not. Uh, that he came into his own and they received them not. The Bible says light has come into the world, but they chose evil. Yes. Now, we just told you evil is I'm not using the days and the time for obedience. I'm using them for disobedience. 
See, see, if we limit evil to if I'm killing, stealing, right, cursing, drinking and smoking, then a lot of us will go, they evil. But if we include the reality, the full scope of evil is disobedience, there's a lot of us walking evil. Okay? You got me? It's just light. So, so this light is coming to the world. See, this light shows up to illuminate uh, our God-designed moments. And it's saying the, the light is coming to the world and they chose evil. It's saying the light came in to show you your treasured time but we continue to avoid maximizing it. Like we just blow it off. Yeah, the Bible says this. It says uh, in James, this is an audible, but it says in James, it says, it says the person that hears the word but doesn't do it is like a man beholding himself in a mirror. He actually sees. Find, you, you have a show of a church, hear something, and you go, I see it. Oh, like you see Oh, listen, I, I think I'll be picking. I do pick sometimes. But how many times have you left that mic and I've said, you know, this is recorded. <laughs> you know why I say that? Because what happened is you see yourself that day. Behold yourself in the mirror. The next step away from what you saw better be in harmony with what you saw. But if your next step is in harmony with what you were doing, the Bible says, he, so, so it says, I behold myself in the mirror. The Bible says he goes his way, not the way, and forget what manner of man he was. Forget what he realized, what he got revelation on, what hit him. And then you come back to the mic because you was, you was in a stupor. And then you go, hey, so you know what I realized? You just happen to have pastors, and in particular this one because I have the mic. I had a great memory. So sometimes if, if I'm not reacting, it's because I heard it before. I'm not putting you down because I heard it before, but I'm at a place now where you realize it. Now we're waiting for corresponding actions, waiting for you to act on, maximize your moment, redeem the time, because do you, you know how many people are looking for purpose? And you see. You know how many people don't know themselves? You see yourself. And walk away from the self you saw. All right? And so, thank you for that, Trina. I appreciate you giving John 3.16. I know y'all was probably looking for that back there, but I, I, that was an audible. All right, so, so let's look here at Colossians 4. All right? Colossians 4, that'd be good. Just a couple books over, right? Colossians 4, and we're going to lock in on verses 5 and 6. Classes 4, 5, and 6. For the sake of time, I'm going to start reading, okay? At least write it down so you can reference it later. It says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without. Look, there's that word again, redeeming the time, maximize your moments. It says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Uh, the classic amplifier version, you know, as I love that version, it says, behave yourself wisely, living prudently and with discretion. That's intentional, right? It says, in your relationships with those of the outside world, the non-Christians, making, making the very most of the time and seizing or buying up the opportunity. 
Let your speech at all times be gracious, pleasant, and winsome, seasoned, as it were, with salt, so that you may never be at a loss to know how you ought to answer anyone who puts a question to you. So sometimes we're not maximizing moments with the people we're in relationship with. So I saw I'll use Keith Bradley. So Keith Bradley decides he wants to be a follower and not a leader. He talked about that yesterday with a young man. So because, again, because I told you what I was dealing with in the house, now I'm looking for somebody to at least accept me. Well, the compromisers will always accept you. That's right. They're waiting on you. Uh, it's, it's a phone call. He should be coming out now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we done took him through the ringer. Ain't no way he's standing here. He should be coming out. Yeah, pretty thirsty and desperate. Yeah, he'll be there. Yeah, just wait on him. You walk out, and they're so accommodating. That's right. You're wonderful. You ain't did nothing. All right? You're Oh, yeah, just. And so what you start doing is once you get a taste of that, once you, once you smoke and drink that, now that's your appetite. But only they're not going to give you what they gave you. To, initially, that was just to draw you in. Now they're going to have you chasing. Here you go. Here you go. Come on. Come on. You know, you know when you was a kid and you had something, you, know, you, had, you, you got two popsicles. You're supposed to get the other person a popsicle, and they're trying to get a popsicle. You're like, ha, 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 Right? You know what I'm saying? You know how you do that? Well, that's what they're doing. <laughs> Confirmation. <laughs> Encouragement. <laughs> right? They're playing with you. And you keep chasing this carrot for a long time, right? We've experienced that before, right? Right, and so what happens is I went out there and I got clouded. I lost me. See, in trying to catch up with them, I had to leave the presence of God. I left the presence of God and lost who I was. Now that I'm lost, there are people around me that God had designed for me to impact their lives, to share the gospel as you was talking about. But I'm not recognizing those moments because now I don't, I'm not, when I was in the world, I'm not vulnerable and transparent. What's not exposed can't be helped. No, I ain't operate that way. What's not hid can't be hurt. What's hid can't be hurt. That's how I operated. So I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We won't be having. I would see stuff because I'm still, I was in my mother's womb. God made me a seer. I would see stuff like, I ain't saying it because they might not like me. I'm costing their life so I would be liked. Okay? All right. So stay with me. Stay with me. All right? You see that? So we're supposed to be ready to give an answer. We're supposed to maximize every moment. You ever been in a conversation as a Christian and, and somebody not a Christian talking to you and you, you don't know what to say? Like you, you start out with a zeal, then they hit you with a couple things and use the Bible and you be like, does the Bible say that? It might say that. I'm not sure if it says that. could say that. You think it says that? I don't know if I should continue this conversation because I'm not sure. They might be right. But we're supposed to be ready. Ain't that right, Ed? All right. So people have been treating time as if some of it is valuable and some of it is not. We haven't been treasuring it. Some of it's valuable and some of it's not. Newsflash. All of it has value. Every single moment of our life has value. Uh, so James uh, gave us this entry this week. You know, people just teaching my message before I got to it. But uh, Psalm 92, 12. It says, so, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Now, when it says number your days, uh, James highlighted this. Pay attention to every minute of every hour, Stella. 
And see, there's some moments in those minutes that may be stretching that, it may be overwhelming. But now it's going to place a demand on you, what? To seek wisdom. And the Bible says he gives to us liberally, right? Uh, James chapter 1 verse 5, right? Right? So we're not just trying to be in what we already know and what we're comfortable at. We're, we're going into those areas of uncertainty to rescue the lost. And we're trusting as when Jesus sent the disciples out without script that he'll give us what to say in the right timing, right? So our goal is to be yielded to him. Because think about this. Because, see, our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price. We treasure our time when we allow ourselves to be used in that time on behalf of what we're purposed to do, which is normally to impact others' lives. Remember Esther 4.14? So Mordecai comes to her. Mordecai had a little riff with uh, one of the king's guys. Mordecai was a Jew. Esther had got in with all the other wives, but Esther, Esther wasn't even supposed to be with them. She got favor. So she's in the palace. Her people is out there getting persecuted. So Mordecai hears that, uh, was it Hunan or whatever? He, huh? Haman. Okay. Haman's going to just take everybody out. So he goes to Esther. He says, well, you need to go talk to the king. She's like, oh, we just don't roll up with the king like that. I just can't be going to the king. I have to be summoned to the king. If I go to the king and not summoned, I could lose my life. And Mordecai said, let me tell you something. You may be thinking you're going to escape this. You know, so whether you go or not, what's going to happen is going to happen. But don't think because you're in the palace, they ain't going to recognize you as you too. Then he said this, could it be you were put in place for such a time as what? This. Right? Now's the time, right? Could it be we were all sent here for such a time as this. We're complaining about the time when we're the answer to the time. That's right. That's good. Could it be? Could it be? Could it be? Could it be? All right. All right. So uh, we were, we were uh, reading through Exodus this week. And we got to a place, and I talked about this in a different spirit, how some of the people that God used to build things, were given, were endowed with understanding and, and, and wisdom. You know, when they built the temple, they, 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 they cut out the bricks before they put them in the temple. There was no banging in the temple. And they cut them perfectly and just brought them to the temple and put them in place. Right? Like, they didn't have all the stuff we had. They had wisdom and understanding. So even when they were doing the tabernacle and stuff like that, uh, they had uh, people with wisdom. So we read about this week, uh, or I think it was this week, uh, Bezalel. Y'all remember when we read about Bezalel? Because Bezalel uh, was who uh, put together or made the priest garments that Aaron wore. Now think about this. It ain't just a suit now. There's some anointing that got to be involved. Because we know this because we read this, we read uh, uh, at the end of the week how when they took the garment off him, that's when he died, right? No, we read that in the Bible, in uh, spiritual authority, right? You got all these different things going on here, right? So we read that spiritual authority. Like, they had to take the garments off. Then he died. So that means if you're making the garments, you can't be in the flesh. And they had to be made precisely the way God wanted them to be. This is a godly garment. 
And so the, so the, uh, the thought came up during Bible study fellowship that Bezalel might be so overwhelmed at his God-given responsibility, he could possibly question or restrain the gift. Were you asking me to build a priestly garments for Aaron and them? I don't know. I don't, like, this is what we do. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. That, that, that's probably Patanza. That's, that, she, she, that's what she do. I, 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 I ain't no, 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 no. Wait, God, if God places the demand on you to do it, guess what? You the one. And you gotta, you gotta react to that time. See, see, the reason why we get overwhelmed is because we consider ourselves. And when we consider ourselves, we can mistime things. Right, because we're gonna think. I told you, basketball, the rule was, you think long, you think wrong. The rule, like, and, and you play with me. So if I, if I give you the ball, in a position where you catch and shoot, you better shoot. That's right. Like, and I would set it up where you ain't had no excuse. Right where your hands wanted. So, because it was all about timing. The other thing is, I would never pass you the ball, like, after the defender was playing me. Like, say, let's so, so how's on you stand up since you was a basketball player? I say it was. <laughs> He don't play no more. He's a golfer now. He think he's Tiger. But come on, come on, Tiger. All right, so, all right, so, so, so we're playing the game, and and uh, I'll use David. You might be tall enough to check him. So you playing defense on him, but I have the ball, and everybody's telling you the game plan is to get the ball out of my hands. So you come to me. See, so if you come like that, I'm gone. I'm just telling you right now, if you come like that, I'm going to attack that shoulder and you're going to fall. But anyway, so, so, so he's coming to me because somebody's already playing me, so they're trying to trap me, put pressure on me. Now, if I throw him the ball when they trap me, you're going to follow the ball, right? So as soon as I go to throw it, you're going to follow the ball. By the time you get to the ball, now David's checking him too. What I would do is, David, turn, come to me. Why he's on his way to me? I would throw Hassan the ball. So by the time David, his momentum is bringing him to me, he sees the ball going, he's going to turn around. By the time he gets to Hassan, it's gone. It's good, right? All right, you, you guys can sit down. You see how timing is even important in that? Like timing is important in that. I determined if he had a good shot. You watched from the stands and said, man, why you forced that shot? He forced the shot because I messed up my timing to pass him the ball. People are forcing their way through life because we're messing up our timing and passing the word to them. You see what I'm saying? We're, but we're blaming them. When we're out of position, we're not treasuring our time, right? And so what's going to help us is not considering ourselves. See, uh, Bezalel was anointed because he didn't consider himself. See, he's not going to consider himself as he, if he's filled with the Spirit. The Bible says in Ephesians 3, 19, be filled with all the fullness of God, yeah. right? If you're filled with the fullness of God, you ain't going to think about yourself at all because you're submerged in God. So we can guarantee we will pour out or empty out if we're filled up with overflowing. That's the thing. So uh, I, I need a bottle real quick, bottle of water. I can use this. I can use this. It's cool. I can use this. 
Y'all gonna have to use your imagination. I should have brought this prop. So, so if just picture this if this was empty, all right? And so I always did when I remember I worked with youth. So I always gave an example of how how I, I did it for sin and I did it for faith-filled words. So let's say you got the you 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 have an ink pen cap in here, right? Just picture ink pen cap in here. And if I and, and if I fill the water up to this high, is the ink pen cap coming out? No. It's going to float, but it's going to float to where? The level of what I've put in, right? But, uh, but for me to get it out, I have to do what? Fill it up to overflowing. And if I fill it up to overflowing, I don't even have to touch it. It's going to shoot out on its own, right? And that's the same thing. If you fill yourself up to overflowing, when something comes in the right time, a person you need to help, you need to use your gift, it's going to flow right out of you. But if you spend time in self, you're going to decide to release what's in you, right? You're not going to maximize that moment, okay? You're not going to treasure that time, right? So our, cups run, our cup runs over when we're submerged in Christ, right? David said, my cup runneth over, right? Psalm uh, 23, 5. John 15 says, if you abide me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and shall be done unto me, Right? Now, that might sound like, yeah, I can just say what I want to say. Well, I used to use that bottle as an example. And, and what I would do, my prop was I had a big bottle of water. So, 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 so a big picture, I'm sorry. And the big picture represented, represented God. The water represented the word. I would take the bottle and submerge it in with the pen cap on the inside. So that means we were, we're bottles, right? When we submerge ourselves in the water, once it gets deep, the water starts to go inside the bottle, right? Once you submerge it under the, underneath, and the, and the pin cap shoots out. So if you abide me, we're submerged in the water. Now the water comes inside. My words abide in you. You can shoot out, ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Right? So that's, that's why we have to be filled with all the fullness of God, because we can't help but respond into the proper time. Soon as we're touched in that timing, will disperse our gifting, right? As soon as we're touching that time and we'll submerge in our gift, that's what the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What we flood ourselves with is what's going to come at us. See, the submerged or the buried can't help it. Their design just flows out, look, look, at the right time. The submerged can't help it. The straddlers can the indifferent can, the hiders can, the disobedient can, but people that are submerged, they can't help it. They, they treasure time, right? And this, this is what happened with Saul. Remember, it says Saul was with the prophets. It said, and they saw him prophesying with the prophets. He wasn't a prophet at the time. He just met a particular time. It said they saw him prophesying the prophets, and it said this, and he was changed into another man. He got in the atmosphere, offered his gift in the atmosphere, absorbed the atmosphere, and he was changed into another man. We're trying to change, but are we submerging ourselves in a godly atmosphere? Again, see, th- 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 these, these things are important. See, we only, uh, we only restrain what we're aware of. And can control. So that's the only time we don't use our gifts. 
if we're aware of what we have and we can control it, then we decide, I don't know, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so, Hassan. They might not receive that too well. That might be a little bit too much. They might get offended, right? And so it's not about our assessment of ourselves anyway, right? It's, not, it's never about our assessment. You know what it's about? It's about our burial. See, we're sizing stuff up. You know, I just in my head too much. What you doing in your head? You should be dead. We got to bury ourselves. That's why Paul said, I die daily. That's why John 3.30 says, I, I must decrease so he can increase. See, it's too much self-involved. Sometimes we're not sensitive to our mate because of self. Or that's weak. Or I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. Man, please. Right? But if we bury ourselves, we, we disperse what's needed. Sometimes uh, a female doesn't understand the man because she's in self. It's all about my feelings. But if we submerge ourselves, it's not about our feelings. It's about understanding. You see, see we, see, we got to die to ourselves, right? And see, once we live in burial, when we're finally resurrected, we'll explode out into redeeming the time or treasure time. So we talked about this with the rods in the spiritual authority class, how God selected his spiritual authority based on rods. He cut the, the top end and the bottom end. The bottom end is the, is the roots. The top end is the fruit. So no one could say because the roots were buried, that gave it life. He cut the top end because no one could say because of the seed of the fruit, that gave it life. Cut it all off, it was just a rod. He, put a, he said, everybody submit their rod, the one that I resurrect. That's my leader. And it was Aaron's rod that budded, right? And that's what Tanya was talking about when she was talking about the, the rods and resurrection, right? And so, so this is the thing. We have to bury ourselves and let ourselves get resurrected. That power that flows to us is all, through us always operates in perfect timing. You ever be in a situation that something just comes out of you and it's exactly what's needed but you weren't planning to speak it? You ever do something that you thought was a fluke and it ended up changing the rest of your life? Yeah. It was never a fluke. And it wasn't the wrong thing to say. It was you were spending time around God, and when you got into the situation, your gifting was dispersed at the proper timing. All right, so we read Ephesians 5, 16, but 5, 15 says this, walk circumspectly. So be intentional with this thing, Right? Well, uh, we've been talking about throughout the weeks about the details. You know, Josh highlighted the details. Sometimes we're skipping the details, right? And uh, because we've been walking through Exodus, and it was, so, it was so intricate, all the things he was telling them, how to do the tabernacle, how to do, uh, how to live, uh, how to sacrifice, how to offer. And he was setting a foundation, be detailed. Um, I'll show you grace later, but I got to set the foundation of detail. I'll give you an example from sports. Uh, Michael Jordan was never the player he became in the NBA when he was at North Carolina because he was learning the details. He was under his tutors and governors. He was learning restraint, right? He was learning how to understand the game and how to uh, maximize the, uh, the people around him but also offer his gift at the right time, right? Then when he was released, that was his core default. If he would have... If, if it was a relaxed atmosphere in North Carolina, he would have never been a player he was in the NBA. That's right. 
right? So sometimes we're in relaxed atmosphere. That's why we can't be great business people. We can't be great ministers. We can't be great parents. Because we live in chilling. I'll get to that in a second. But as opposed to walking circumspectly. Now, when I walk circumspectly and be intentional, I'm going to treasure my time. Because I'm intentional with my time. I'm not wasting time. I'm not playing with time. I'm not just ignorant to time. All right, so Psalms 119.60, for the sake of time, uh, I'll give you what it says, but please write that down because I want you to go search the scriptures to see if it's so. Don't just take Pastor Keith's word for it. Now, there's a phrase in Psalm 119.60 that says, be quick to obey. Be quick to obey. Uh, it says, uh, the, the, uh, another version says, I made haste or... No, it says, be quick to obey. It says, I made haste when I heard what did. We can go there real quick, just so I'm not paraphrasing too much. Psalm 119, verse 60. We just talked about walking walk, walk, walk circumspectly. I learned something this morning. My wife was, it's not like I didn't know it already, but my wife was sharing this morning how some of the things that affect us is our emotions. When our emotions get involved, we can shut ourselves off. And she said, like, we used to have conversations because we both talkers, right? And so in the conversations, it was like, uh, you know, playing double dutch, you know, really waiting for the other person to finish so you could talk, right? Now, the difference is I'm probably not overwhelmed with conversations, so I can just talk. I can listen to you and talk. But she was saying, like, she was at a point where she was like, okay, just, just, just either shut up, hurry up and finish so I can say what I got to say. But she says she found herself shutting down sometimes before the conversation got engaged with the assumption that this is going to be a long conversation. <laughs> we ain't even got to the conversation. Now, you know, that can cause an argument. I was like, we just started. Like, how do you know it's going to go to that, right? You know, but she didn't want to take the chance. But she did say this. She said she started to shut down, meaning that she wasn't listening. So then we're having a conversation, and she brings up something that we already talked about. And I was like, well, babe, we already talked about that. Like, no, we didn't talk about that. Yes, we did talk about it. I said, are you listening? And then I said, why are we going through the trouble to have the conversation if we're just going to come back and have it again? We can just get it out the way now, right? We stay all in. So she said uh, one of her things she's working on is uh, paying attention, right? Uh, not paying attention, but being attentive even if it's an a, a overwhelming situation. And that's got to be tough dealing with me. I know, I know that. She said it already, so I might as well just jump in the fire, right? All right, well, verse 60, says, I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. I made haste. Made haste is quickly obeyed the commandments. Uh, the, the, the easy read version says, I didn't waste time. I treasured time. So when I heard what you wanted, I jumped on it, right? Uh, verse 32 uh, in this same book, It says, look, I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. I will run. Uh, the uh, New Century Version says, I will quickly obey your commands. And so around here, we talk about something called quick what? Recognition. Quick recognition. And that's being precise. Uh, that's, that's, quick recognition is precision and not, ca and not casual. Now, of course, I, I, I've, I've offered it to the church, but I've learned it as I was growing. And when I start playing at higher levels, uh, especially when I start playing around pros, I start realizing the difference is their recognition. 
they, 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 they quickly take advantage of the, of the available opportunity to score. And so I realized in life, we have to quickly take advantage of our opportunity to be blessed, our opportunity to heal, our opportunity to grow, our opportunity to forgive, our opportunity to save a soul. We have to quickly jump on that. You get a thought about somebody, you got to call them. You just got to call them. You just got to, don't worry about what you're going to say, just call. They came for a reason, right? We got to quickly say, okay, I, I see that that's what you do. And even though they're communicating something that's against your nature as a Christian, what's wrong with just saying, um, no, nah, I, I don't do that no more. When a person talks about drinking, what's wrong with saying, oh, no, no, this is what I do. It's my BC days. I don't do that no more. So I want to recognize an opportunity to assist a person with another perspective. I'm not putting them down by doing that. I'm not judging them by doing that. I didn't assess why and when they were doing it. I'm just offering what I, they just offered me what they had to give. Why can't I offer what I have to give, which is Christ, okay? Right, so we have to quickly recognize these moments. Now, now this precision is important because we're going to find out through this teaching that the reason why we haven't been treasuring time, we've been allowing ourselves to get, get into envy, jealousy, and offense, right? And we haven't been quick enough to recognize it and nip it in the bud. Now, uh, I believe it was Trina talked about uh, Cain in Genesis 4, 5 through 7. Didn't you talk about Cain? And so Cain has a, so, so now this is, we always talk about the progressive revelation and how the Bible was built, but it was built with a foundation. So everything was, folk died and stuff like that because we got to see in our time how serious it was back then. So now in 2023, we may have a little more grace, but we say, oh, no, God don't play with this, right? When, when you're starting something, like, you know, I, people get challenged here because we're a young church, but they get challenged. I'm like, no, no, we're, start, we're setting the foundation. See, I know, I, I don't think I get on Marcus' nerves, but every little thing, I'm like, okay, no, we need to switch that. We need to change that because we're setting the foundation. Can't play in the inaugural stages, right? You understand what I'm saying? You can't play in any stage, but your foundation is what you're going to live by as a default. You understand what I'm saying? So in the early stages of the Bible, God is setting this is the default. And so they're giving offering, something that everybody in the culture have challenges with because giving means I have to be selfless, right? And so they're giving offering. Cain gives his first and his, I mean, Abel gives his first and his best. Cain is casual with the offering. He's not treasuring this time to offer to God for what he's afforded them, so he gives them his leftovers. God goes out of his way to bless uh, Abel, Cain gets offended. And God says, why is your countenance falling? Oh, think about how many times our countenance fall. Well, what about, but I did something too. I, 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 I said something special too. That person could have yielded to the Holy Spirit and it came from the Holy Spirit. You could have yielded to your head and it came from the flesh. Just because it sounds nice don't mean it's going to be accepted the same. So anyway, uh, God says, why did your countenance fall? He says, if you do what Abel did, you're going to be received too. In that moment, he had an opportunity to repent. Quick recognition. He had to recognize, treasure that time, opportunity to repent and reset. Uh, you talked about setbacks, right? You said we're going to have to handle setbacks you know, to achieve some things, right? I'm paraphrasing. 
right? So he had a setback. All he had to do was go, okay, I'm a little bit behind. On, we're able right now. But, hey, I missed it. What we do is pretend we didn't do it. Pretend we, the other person don't see it, and we excuse it. We're quick to excuse, but not to accept and repent. We're missing moments. We're not treasuring time. We're not treasuring time. We talked about this in spiritual authority, too. Moses had a situation where God gave him specific instructions. Moses was the spiritual authority representing God. God tells him, hey, pick up the rod, which represents authority, speak to the rock, get, get, get him water. Children of Israel were complaining about water. Man, we ain't got no water. They had already been complaining. So Moses is fed up. So when he goes to him, instead of following God's specific instructions to detail, what he did was he called them, y'all rebels. So he judged them. Then he, he didn't speak to the rock. He took the rod and hit the rock twice, almost like, 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 almost like I'm giving you what you want reluctantly. So the water comes out anyway because God shows grace, but God comes to Moses and says, why would you do that? He says, you didn't sanctify me. You made them think I was upset. That wasn't the way I wanted to apply it. This was, this was the timing for grace. Do you understand what I'm saying? What he was saying, this was grace timing. But Moses probably looked at all the other things they did and how sometimes, remember, some people got killed, like, three, was it 13,000 or whatever got killed. He probably was like, oh, no, 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 no. I know how God, God ain't having this, so I'm going I'm to step in for God. No, no, no. Each moment is different. Some require wrath. Some require grace. Some require a little bit of wrath, a little bit of grace. But God knows what to do in the right time. Aaron was with him. Aaron didn't jump in like Nathan and go, oh, you need to repent. They both never saw the promised land. All they went through, plagues, wilderness, signs, wonders, miracles, leading the people. They, neither one of them saw the promised land. Aaron died first. They took his garments, took him to the mountain, and he died. God told him, oh, take Aaron to the mountain, take his stuff off. He's going to die. When we heard it, people in the class, in particular that young lady back there, was like, well, why Aaron died? You know, that was my dude. Man, he was just hanging out with Moses. Moses the one trip. They represented God's authority. Moses had an opportunity to repent. Aaron had an opportunity to assist them in repenting. It cost them their life. Moses' decision cost Aaron his life. What decisions are we making that's costing us our life or other people's lives? Because we're not treasuring our time. See, this is the thing. It's not about nobility. It's about accuracy. Because we do noble things. You know, like with our kids, we do something noble because, yeah, that's my baby. It's not about nobility. It's accuracy. You got to be accurate with them. Suppose they're supposed to be the next Moses. Do you know what it takes to make accurate decisions and not cost your life and other people's lives? Could it be the training and the test you're going through is because you're supposed to evangelize the world? And you got to make accurate choices. Could it be you're so different 
and you have this customized training for God to use you like he's never used nobody else. But see, we don't want to believe that because that's not what we want to do. But we're not treasuring time. We don't have the time to be thinking about what we want to do. We're Christians. Our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price, right? So we got to repent in the treasure time. Now, repentance is all, God, told, God woke me up this morning and told me this. He said, repentance is about being obedient to God's design. Because think about it, repentance is an action. So why would I need to repent? Because I'm what? Disobedient. If I'm disobedient, I'm not in harmony with what I was designed to do in those moments in that time. So when I repent, I'm not just saying, forgive me. I'm going to quickly take steps towards being obedient. 2 Corinthians 10, 6, having the readiness to avenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Having the readiness. Readiness is I'm alert, right? Right? Quick recognition, right? I'm going to treasure my time. Now, I'm, I'm not just casual with my time. I'm going to treasure my time. So a lot of times, we, I don't understand why this is happening. You know, I'm a good person. It's not about nobility. It's about accuracy. Aaron and Moses was good people. They showed up, didn't get to the promised land and died prematurely. Because it's about accuracy, not just nobility. See, think about the disciples. You got to realize these guys were serious businessmen, fishermen, tax collectors, uh, doctor. Jesus shows up at the appointed time. Follow me. Go, go read it. Read all four Gospels. It's, it's all summed up with follow me. Not, okay, I understand that you are fishing. He didn't even discuss what they were doing. Follow me. It said they dropped everything. Now, God today arrests you to do his will, serving the kingdom. Will you drop everything? Hey, remember on the call when you asked about being truly committed and it was kind of quiet? This is an example of that. <laughs> you know how you get a lot of amens and stuff? You know what I'm saying? Amen, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even hear a oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even get that. Like, you know, what's up? What's up? What's up? Dropped everything. They were ready. See, uh, Acts 17, I told you earlier to write down these scriptures, or at least go back and look at the video, um, because I have a rule that I learned, especially as a pastor. I want to believe I operated this way as a, as a young minister. I said I want to believe. I can't necessarily say because I wasn't as focused. But I have a rule. If you can't study it, I'm not teaching it. That's my rule. All right? So, uh, Acts 17.11. Acts 17.11. Again, we're talking about treasuring time, maximizing moments, quickly recognizing the opportunities to fulfill what God told us to do. All right, uh, verse 11 says this, uh, these were more noble than those at Thessalonica in that they received the word, look, look, with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, Trina, whether those things were so. 
It says they, 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 they received the word with a readiness of mind. Now, as we were talking about, Ray was talking about sometimes we're too busy to pay attention. I did a message on that some years ago. But sometimes we're not, we don't have a ready mind looking for an opportunity to be obedient. We want to be encouraged. We want to be soothed. Uh, we, want, we want all the grace in the world. But do we want to look for an opportunity to be obedient? Right? That's the thing. So we have to have a readiness of mind. Those that treasure time have a readiness of mind. Those that treasure time have a readiness of mind. That's why you could just blow off when God's doing something. Had the man of God come in from Columbus, like, like, I had this rule. Now, even when I had to, you had a crazy work schedule when I first started going to the church I went to, but... If there was a gift that came in town, I was there. Because I didn't, I wasn't casual. It was like, okay, well, this is not somebody that's always here. And this is somebody that showed up at this time. Obviously, there's something I need to get. And I can't get it from that person all the time. I can only get it at this time. You see what I'm saying? So we have to start treasuring time. But sometimes we can, like, now we got to ask ourselves when, when we don't take advantage of these time, and now, now don't, don't, get, uh, don't get clouded in conviction. Just, just we, we, we're family growing together. Pastor Mel was talking about when you get emotional or you get offended or you go, what you're trying to say, whatever. She said, you got to ask yourself, where did that come from? That's what she was talking about this morning, right? You said, where did that come from? So you got to ask yourself when you're challenged. And let's say, let's say if I challenge you, say, okay, man of God came in town, spoke last night. You know, some people can make it, some people not. But if you could, ask yourself, are you going to ask yourself why you didn't? And then let God work with you from there? Or are you going to excuse it and just blow it off, not treasure your time? See, even correction has value if you receive it in its time. You blow it off, you could be missing a momentum. Okay? Y'all still with me? Y'all not? Y'all not? So, so, and, and so, so why do we have to pay attention to these things? The Bible says, um, Hebrews 2.1, and I'm about to close out here because so, we'll talk about this next couple weeks. And this is the last day of fast week, you know, so I, I got y'all. For those that was fasting. You got to ask yourself why you didn't fast. No, no, okay, so, so hey, just stay with me. Stay with me, y'all. Because sometimes I like to give y'all how my mind works, right? So when, when, when there's opportunities that God has set up, and we don't use the opportunities, but all the way up into the opportunity, we're asking, man, I'm just tired of this. I'm tired of going through that. Oh, I'm tired of being lonely. I'm tired of not getting my debts paid. I'm tired. And then God affords that opportunity. We don't maximize the opportunity. From that point forward, why are we complaining? So I'm not putting nobody down because everybody has choice. That's what Pastor Mel talked about, right? So, so listen, you can come to my house. You can talk to God. I'm never going, man, see, they doing that because they weak. They, you know, they ain't. No. no, I'm not even doing that. That's not my job. I'm a pastor. I have to give myself so you can become yourself, right? But I do think, now, why are you complaining? Did you take advantage of all the Time opportunities God gave you? Because if you didn't, I'm not saying walk around, be happy, jump for joy. What I'm saying is don't complain. Start to stretch yourself to change. 
That's what I had to do. I was like, okay, well, you know, I keep saying what I want, but I'm not doing all I need. So now I'm going to have to do what I need. Now, I'm not like, listen, listen, because when we talk about time and stuff like that, the, the world has set these things up to steal your time. You know, we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have social media. I was just thinking about this. Like, I was in schools. Now, listen, I spoke to businesses, schools, uh, what was it, the realists? That, I mean, they had me at everything. I was all over the place. But you didn't know it. You know why? Because there wasn't no social media. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm on campuses. I'm, I'm speaking everywhere. Man, one time I, I, I spoke at a camp. I had to sleep overnight with a snake next to me. I was like, this, these accommodations are just a little different. I'm from the city. I'm from Newark. You know what I'm saying? They had me sleeping with a snake. I was like, can a snake get out? You know, push the thing up. Um, but, but I still, I, I enjoy that time. What I'm saying that to say, like, all these things that they're telling you got to keep up with is trying to, to steal your treasured time. I can prove it to you. Even, you know, so you, you got athletics and people are working. They, they're trying to make sure their kids are in everything. That's right. Well, listen, some people may beg to differ, but if they're honest, they'll tell you the truth. I destroy folk. And I ain't go to no camps. Oh, what? We got a witness? You got witnesses? I mean, I play a little bit, right? You are. Ah. Yeah, but it's your turn. You got to, you're supposed to show me what I should have done. Why are you trying to do what I do? Right. All right, but, but if I didn't tell him that, would you have think I, I've never went to a basketball camp in my life? Not one basketball camp. But I can still cross over. I can still explode. He never saw this because I was in Ohio. I, was, I think I was in my 30s, close to 40s when I started playing with him. So it was just knockdown shots. But as folk in New Jersey, I jumped out the sky. Like I, I, I'd get to the rim before anybody get to the rim. And this is the thing. I didn't go to camps. I didn't go to no camp. I didn't go. I, I've, I've been educated. But I didn't go, listen, I was hired at the church as an assistant minister, was not ordained, and hadn't been to school. Suppose I'm jockeying to make sure I get all this stuff, every, make sure I'm at all the seminars. I went, I got, I got hired at the church full time as a ministerial assistant. I got ordained five years after that. I went to school after that. See, see, why don't we just roll with God, right? But we think we need to do all these things to keep up. That's true. How did all these people that we're looking up to do it? That's right. Like, like be honest, Dr. J was just, people just leaving him out of the conversation. He was a phenomenal basketball player from the playgrounds. Like, you got to have all the latest shoes now. Oh, I can't even play. Your kids will tell you, I can't even play without these shoes. Man, we played in Converse's, man. Those are, those are dress shoes now, right? We had, Jamel, for real, like, we actually played in those things. No arches. I played in Adidas top tens, even though we, we had Nikes. I just, I'm an Adidas guy. Those top tens, they, 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 y'all wear them like for dress shoes now, right? They're like, they got different colors and styles. 
whatever throwback or whatever it is. Like, but I, I see him like in the stars, like, man, I actually played those. So I guess it don't take all that, do it? How did they communicate the gospel? They ain't had no cell phones. They couldn't fly on planes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, we, we, this stuff is stealing our time. All right, so James, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to close with this. Well, well, oh, I told you Hebrews 2, so I'll, let me just at least read it, and then I'll close, okay? Y'all shouldn't be rushing me. Because you have an opportunity. It's, it's what? It's a time, right? It's treasure time, opportunity to hear from God, right? So Hebrews 2, Hebrews 2, 1. Oh, where am I at? I mean, he was one. Sorry about that. It says, uh, therefore, we ought to give the most earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Right? We can't risk letting anything slip. We got to respect the temptation to drift. We're constantly being tempted to drift. And so we're getting things to, to maximize our life and to change our life, but we, we, because of how we're operating, we end up letting these things slip. So, so I'm, I'm a, I, intro with, I, I think I'm going to end with this. Uh, so, well, it wasn't James. Who, who mentioned the bees? You. Hassan mentioned the bees yesterday. So he said what they, what they did, they spent millions of dollars. They didn't treasure their time, obviously. The millions of dollars... Tremendous amount of research could have used all that to cure cancer, right? Even though the cure for cancer is to eat right. But anyway, but, but they, they spent millions upon millions, a lot of research to figure out how to take bees into space and see if they can sustain the atmosphere. That was it. That's the goal, right? So... Uh, you said the first day, bees, bees, bees so because they're in space now. The, the law of lifts change. You know, they're not dealing with gravity. They're not dealing with the resistance where they need they need they need aerodynamics to fly. So they just they just chilling. They're not using their wings. Second day, same thing, chilling, not using wings. Third day, using their wings. The fourth day, fourth day, they all died. They died because they were designed to fly. Using their wings gave them life. Using our faith gives us life. Using our gifts gives us life. We're spending time looking to chill. The world has trained us to chill, retire, and stuff like that. Ask anybody that has anybody around them that's retired and done nothing. They died quick. Because we're, we're designed to fulfill purpose. And then James came up to the mic and said, well, what they didn't realize is if they take the bees away, we all going to die. Because they pollinate the earth, right? All the stuff we, that we use to live, the bees that I be killing because I don't like bees. The bees. <laughs> I don't like bees at all. I see a bee, he dead. Right? <laughs> I don't, I don't play with bees. She'll tell you. Like, I, I mind my own business. I see a bee, he gone. I might think twice now since they tell my life. 
They sting me, they're going to lose their life. But anyway, but what I'm saying is, when I heard that, as soon as he opened up with they weren't using their wings, I said, this ain't going to be good. Because that's what their purpose to do. And the thing is, we're chasing, we're bees, right? We're bees trying to be like ants. We, no, no, we, we're bees. We're supposed to be flying. Pollinating, doing whatever they do, you know. <laughs> I'll research it the next time I teach. But I'm saying, you understand what I'm saying? And I thought that was big because they didn't treasure their time. They were relaxing when they were supposed to be resisting the wind. You said they were designed for resistance. What did you say? They were designed for resistance. We're designed for resistance. Kingdom of heaven suffers violence, the violence taketh by force. Right? So, so, so again, if, if, if I didn't challenge you in any way, and, and I know some things were stretching because, you know, sometimes we're not ready for the timing of sometimes when the word comes forth, but treasure your time. Amen. And the best way to treasure it is, is like I use it at every age. Yes. You know, I may come back with it, uh, but I, I did a message from one to a hundred of people who was accomplishing great things. Was Cliff Young ran 500 miles, 67, showed up at the marathon in overalls, signed up. They was like, so, so, sir, what are you here for? Oh, I'm here for the marathon. Up to that point, they ran for like 16 hours, slept for eight, and then ran for 16. Cliff Young ran the whole thing through, didn't sleep. From that day forward, to run in that marathon, you got to run it through. Five, I, you heard me say 500 miles in overalls at 67. You know, uh, was, you said setbacks. Uh, uh, was it Colonel Sanders? He was off on the side of the road, had a little a chicken shop, right? They ran a freeway through there, and he had to close the shop. So he took his recipe. And went and tried to sell it. Kept getting rejected. But we know about Colonel Sanders now, don't we? You know when that process started? He was 67. So he had got gone 67 years. Lost his business. Reinvented himself. And we still talking about Colonel Sanders to this day. You know why? He treasured time. He treasured time. Thomas Edison, it was a it, thousand tries to produce something that no one ever saw before, something called a light bulb. I guarantee you, he was like, man, you better go get you a candle. A thousand times of rejection. How many of us stopped doing something after one, two, three? I'll give you four, but very few people go to even four times. Treasure your time, okay? Maximize your moments. That's all for today. We stand on our feet.